Hello travellers, and welcome to Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn, Season 2, Episode 18, A Fey Day Gone Sour. Thanks to everyone who stopped by to say hi at MCM. It was great to meet with you and talk about what we have in the works moving into 2019. We aim to continue to improve. For those of you who couldn't make it, we'd love to meet you in the future, and we hope you're enjoying the show, wherever you are in the world. This week, we have the whole crew. Hi, I'm Vinny. My pronouns are he, him. I play Murren, the half-orc monk. His pronouns are he, him. I'm Liz. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Toby, the tiefling warlock of the Raven Queen. He uses he, him. Hi, I'm Tom. My pronouns are he, him, and I play Urbach, the lizard man wizard. He uses he, him pronouns. I'm Nina. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Mix, the Asimar warlock of the Fae. Her pronouns are also she, her. And I'm Ray, your host and game master. I use he, him pronouns. I play Scrawl and the Doomsinger, who both use he, him pronouns too. And I also play just about everyone else. And without further ado, on with the show. Hey there, how are you? Been well? The Doomsinger's been practicing for this one all week. Let's get you seated, shall we? Fey Day, in its own way, is a time for celebration. It has its traditions, little quirks, a Feywild congregation. But traditions, as with all things, have to start someplace. A child's rhyme, lost to time, leaving not a trace. The Fey, I fear, are simple things, just like a worm in mud. The origins of all Fey Days begin and end with blood. I'd say to the group, um, you could all just bear with me a moment. I'd like to go downstairs and just have a little private chat with Skavon. Marin's going to head downstairs. What are the rest of you doing? I'm going to try and put this room back together, more or less. With the noise that was just created, you'd expect someone would have said something because Rilsa went through the door on the other side of the room and Skavan's only downstairs, no one reacted to this disturbance at all. In her back's mind, that's just an opportunity to quickly put everything right before anyone notices. He turns the couch up the right way, looks around and goes, good enough. Big giant fucking claw mark through the coffee table, but it's fine. Nothing you can do about that. Mix. As I'm sitting in the tub and peeking my toes out, realising they're getting kind of pruny, as nice as this feels. Being pretty isn't nice. Did you get around to writing that letter in the tub? I'm going to say yes. That's a big portion of the 30 minutes I spent. Mm. You finish up writing your letter very carefully. Darkonius is like, what's a grandma? And then we cut back to give Mix her privacy as she gets out of the tub and dries herself off. As you're getting out of the tub and drying yourself off, you just hear this massive smash from the room next door. I'm very calm right now. Bath did me some good. I feel soft. I feel clean. I feel clear. We are going to softly and calmly figure out what's going on. Oh my god. I think Toby's having an internal crisis, as usual. I open the door just a little bit so I can shift the eyes around and see the basket and yoink it in. Uh, You reach out, grab the clothes. They're suspiciously clean, despite the fact that you remember seeing him put the clothes in the basket and put the basket down and walk away. Can I insight check my clothes? (laughs) 
suspicious. I know plenty of times when my clothes have betrayed me. You're a monk, you barely wear any. It could happen. See, see, Marin understands. Yeah, but Marin is also suspicious of magic. Ha! Clean. That's fine. Gonna smell them extra strong, though. This was probably done with magic, but not any magic you know. Seems like it would be really useful, though. Maybe I should ask them about this. Mental note for later, ask them how to clean clothes like this. Gonna suit up and see what all the commotion is about. You step out of the bathroom fully dressed as Urbach is flipping the couch over. Everybody else is standing around the couch as Marin is heading downstairs. I cut my head in my hand. Oh, this is too much. Cut to Marin heading down the stairs. You get down there just as Skavan is finishing up a conversation with a young tiefling boy who looks up and catches sight of you and then looks down and heads out of the door. The bell jangles. Noticing you being noticed, Skavan turns. Ah, hey, uh, what's up? Is that a regular customer of yours? You could say that. We get a lot of street kids come in here, seeing if they can... Sell a few things, get a cup of copper. Right. Thanks to uh, that little lot you brought in upstairs, we'll be able to help them out for a lot longer. I see. In any case, um, do you remember our little conversation earlier? Maybe the day before yesterday, or I can't remember, I'm losing track of time. Yesterday, uh, oh, right, when you were doing good at darts, yeah, yeah, I, I yes. remember. It wasn't particularly like an important event to me or anything, just, yeah, a lot of punters, but I remember, of course I do, we met, that was... That was good, yeah. Good memory, that, that I have. Yes, going back to that uh, conversation of you offering for work, mm -hmm. do you mean to say that the work would be under the employ of Rilsa? Not necessarily, but possibly. Depends what kind of work you're looking for. Well, if it's good, clean, honest work, then, then again, I mean... He shrugs nonchalantly. Well, look at me. Here I am running a store, helping out street kids, buying the things they bring to sell. And then I was out in the docks the other day, running my own little business. Seems like good clean work to me. What are you trying to imply? Nothing. I mean, it seems like good, clean, honest work. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't it be? And he looks at you puzzled. Mm. What sort of work are you looking for? What can you do? I mean, let's just put that aside for now. We'll come back to the work. Well, I mean, that seemed to be what you wanted to talk about, so... And he's putting his hands up. What is this about? I mean, I, I, I just assumed that the work that you were offering <clears throat> was for Rilsa. I mean, if you want to work for Rilsa, you can work for Rilsa. We can arrange that, I'm sure. You've obviously made it clear you're happy to do work for us, so if you want to work for Rilsa... I, I mean, do you mean to say that you yourself, you have your own lines of income or lines of work well i, I told you I, I run a market stall it's my business that's fair what is this about no i well, i guess i guess we'll leave it at that for now i may come back to you for well i mean you can't just start a conversation with someone saying good clean work good clean work and then when they offer you work say oh let's come back to it what did you want to talk about what are you trying to i'm just confused what this is about did you want work or not? Okay. Okay. I guess, I guess then I'd beat around the bush for this. That would be a, yeah, I'm not. Speak plainly for it. If I worked for you, would we be getting in trouble with the law? That depends on your definition of the law, really. I mean, do you care about doing what's right or doing what's legal? Because that kid that you just saw, 
He came in here. He's probably not eaten for three days. He's managed to find a little something. Something for sale. He just found it on the street. So, we make sure that he gets a proper price for what he's offering. Probably a bit more than what it's really worth, but we're putting money in his hands so that he can eat. Maybe feed his brothers and sisters. Now, that thing we bought from him, maybe he found it on the street. Maybe it's his by rights. Maybe he didn't. Maybe it's not. Might not be legal. But it's what's right. Well, I suppose a kid does what they have to do to survive, right? A lot of people in the outer city do what they need to do to survive. And you say a lot of these kids come through this way? Not just kids. Families, old people, young people, adults. Moran's definitely has to have a little think about that. <sighs> well, with these kids, I mean, you don't actually employ them, do you? They don't run jobs or anything? Well, I mean, sometimes. If they're looking for a bit of extra coin, we do what we can to help. But it wasn't necessarily give them a run-in with the law. No, I mean, we're kids. Give them messages to carry, deliveries, you know, just... Good, clean, honest work. Right? You find in Baldur's Gate there's very little that's completely clean, but nothing a kid shouldn't be involved with. That seems fair to me, and it's good work. Work is work. I mean to say you're doing a good thing. Helping the kids. Helping these people. Everybody needs a little help. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, not many people are willing to give it. Quite right. The funds in this store come from a lot of different places. We just do what we can to redistribute it to the people that need it. I shan't be taking any more of your time, as you were. And thank you. Sure, no problem. I return upstairs. He turns back somewhat dismissively, focuses on the front of the store as you hear... The jingle of a bell as the front door opens once more as you're heading upstairs. So, what are the rest of you doing? When I walk into the room, does the render react? No. Uh, Beck is sitting on a chair and half meditating, chilling himself out, and the grey render's standing nonchalantly in the middle of the room, breathing heavily. I'm standing off to the side somewhere. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I'm definitely standing as far away from the Grey Render as possible in case that happens again. Grey Render's standing near to the entrance door and the kitchen's on the other side of the room. Uh, it wasn't gone that long. What? Uh, 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 a lot what? happened. Clearly. And you think I'm the troublemaker. You, you, know, you know when you said this was a bad city? Yes. This is a bad city. I told you. Don't don't stress me out anymore. The more I get stressed, the more the render reacts. Yes, that was the noise. Ah. Yeah, that thing just freaked out and totaled the living room. How are we going to explain this? Because... I was going to say... Sh- I think the render was reacting in self-defense. The couch looked at it funny. <sighs> this is not the time. Also, it's blind. It can't see anything looking at it. As you're saying this, the Grey Render turns and its head is staring at you. You know it can't see you, but it's staring at you anyway. Toby has that split second of doubt. <sighs> it's fine. It's looking at me because I'm talking. It can't actually see me, but it can hear me. Oh, this is a mess. It can just, yeah, be, be nice. I'm not being horrible. <sighs> well, we can't risk anything right now. I don't think our hosts will be too pleased about this no oh i th- i think they'll be fine we work for them i think uh i don't want to think about that why what what's wrong with work i thought that what's what's wrong with working for them uh 
wavering between telling her now, considering where we are, and telling her once we've left. Uh. Well, uh, turns out they're not the guild. That was interesting. <clears throat> yes, Gavan let it slip. He was saying something or other, and uh, turns out they're not the guild. And as Doomsinger is saying this, Marin returns into the room. Uh, Mix, you're all clean. Are you clean? Shiny fresh. Did you get all the bin juice out? I think so. Do you want to check? No, 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 I'm good. I'm good. You look clean from here. It's good enough for me. You notice the distinct absence of bin smell. (laughs) How do you propose that we explain that this living room is trashed? Should we tell them about the render? Mix, you hear in your head, maybe we could tell them Skavan did it. That's hardly fair. No, I'm not going to frame him. Okay, just an idea. Maybe I should tell them you did it. Yeah, I'm tough. And then he swoops over and lands on the hat that the grey render is wearing. Oh god. I can hold it my does breath. not react. Why do I imagine that he's puffing yes. himself up? That's exactly it. He's standing on the brim of it on his hind legs and he puts one foot on the bowl of the hat, puts his other claws on his chest, puffs himself up, flares his wings out. No one else has any idea why he's doing this. Uh Mix, is is your friend okay? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's just, yeah. Darkonius! Yeah. At least Randa doesn't mind him. <sighs> that is not how a familiar behaves. Ugh. I'm afraid and curious for your friend at the same time. He's just trying to help us explain away what happened. I'm sure Brilsa may forgive us, since we did indeed run a job. On that point... Wouldn't you have thought that someone would have come to investigate the noise? Um... Maybe our reputation precedes us. Maybe they expected this. That would be horrifying. But wouldn't get us in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Unless they know what that thing is. I think that would probably be even more concerning. Should we tell them? I mean, if they're not the guild, maybe they know more than we would expect them to. Maybe they might know something. If they were sneaky enough and wise enough to get us to come here and do a thing for them, convincing us they were the guild but aren't actually the guild, maybe they know more, whoever they are. Did they actually convince us of anything, though? Does anyone actually ever remember having a conversation about them being the guild? No, I think we just jumped to our own conclusions. Sounds like us. Yes, I was rather thinking that might be the case. <clears throat> well, guild or no, gleaning from my brief conversation with Skavan before, I, I I do believe that they are genuinely trying to help the people here. How so? Um, well, Skavan, he explained to me that there are children, you know, who just come to the Emporium and they, you know, they find what they can, sell it, and, you know, and Skavan just makes sure that they get coin and they get fed, taking care of the community. It's a no questions asked kind of situation. Ah, now I understand. Well, nothing that would get anyone, you know, in trouble with the law. That's what you're asking. Are you sure about that? It is as necessity deems it. Um, it's what they need to do to survive. I can't question that. You think it's on the level? It depends how you see it. At the end of the day, I think that, you know, they're doing right by the people. 
Well, we don't exactly have... Who else is going to help them? If the upper city were even trying to do things to help these people? Well, given the luck we've had with other groups of people while we've been here, I don't see how they're any worse than anyone else. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. <laughs> I think our doctor has lost his mind. How do you figure? What makes this group of people any worse than anyone else we've seen so far? Mix, have you ever heard of a group referred to as the Black Network before? No. Okay, how about the Zentarum? No. Sorry, Toby. No bells. Let me try and put it this way. You know how Ogda is very concerned about a group known as the Guild? Yes. Yes. The Guild is a local crime family. It operates only in Baldur's Gate. The Black Network operates everywhere. Then why haven't I heard about them before? Probably because you're a country bumpkin. <laughs> so, Arbok, why yes and no? What do you think about this? So, there are, well, there are different kinds of crime syndicates, crime groups. You know those old folk tales of heroes who roam through the woods and rob the rich and steal and give to orphans and the poor and other such nonsense? Oh, yeah, I think my, my grandmother would tell me stories sort of like that. That is not the Ventarum. Oh, what do they do differently? Um, replace the giving to the unfortunate with usually more robbing or killing, I suppose. But they're, they're better. They're, they're good. They're good at their jobs. They're very good at their jobs. And right now we are possibly doing things for them whilst also doing things for the same military organization who I strongly suspect had something to do with your sister's death, and whose sister organization is trying to summon a dragon. So, yes, um, right now, I am not happy with many of this. Um, well, actually, Dr. Skavon, he, he may well be implying that not all their dealings are <clears throat> all clean, or topside, or whatever, but I really do believe that they're genuinely trying to help and give back to the people. In Mix's mind, she's been able to spend more time with Murren during their stay in the city. After things like him being with her when they were dealing with Lord, I'm too important for anything else. And being so nice about my bin juice smell. I'm more inclined to believe Murren's side of things at this point in time. If Murren trusts them and thinks they're doing right by the city and its people, so far I've not seen anything to contradict that. I trust his judgment, so unless Arbaki can give me some kind of proof to think otherwise. Arbaki looks up as if he's going to say something and then just stops. All I'm saying is that I think it is necessary if neither the people in the upper or lower city or anyone inside of the, the gates are willing to help these people, then, you know, I think it's a good thing. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't necessarily disagree, but I think... We've been particularly careless about the groups we've been getting involved with. I mean, agreed. Rosa hasn't been quite forthcoming with us, but... Well, I guess that's to be expected. I think their intentions are good. But I think going forward, we really need to be careful and... More careful. Yes, and I think we need to consider, given the short amount of time we're going to have in this city before we need to move on, and we will need to move on. How, just how involved in this city's problems do we want to be? Mix looks around and looks around the room to make sure no one other than the party is there and looks at all the- We could be quadruple agents. We work for ourselves. 
but we pretend to work for all of the others. I think that's a very bad idea. The door that Rilsa walked out of opens and Masayed walks in and she's dressed very finely in a full body, almost velvet-like black suit. She doesn't have any hood on or anything, but she walks in and it's wrapped in a black velvet scarf that wraps around her neck. And she walks into the room. Ah, so good to see all of you. How have you been? It has been a busy morning, I hear. Like a busy day. We've been pretty occupied, yes. Rilsa tells me that you have been successful in persuading us of your trustworthiness. So I thank you for taking on the burden of helping the people. This doesn't mean that we are now under your employ, does it? Would you like to be? I look around. Considering what Toby just said about how involved they should be with the city's shooting Marin a look that just says no. We have a lot of work that we can offer within the city. Well, if we worked for you, would you help us in return? We have already agreed to help you. We just needed you to prove that you are trustworthy. Oh, I, I, of course. I just mean... And you have. So, of course, we can help. You do not need to work for us in order to help you. We like to help good people. People who care for the needs of others rather than their own. If that's the case, can you help us break Scraw out of jail? Toby, put on! Face palm! No! Your little bugbear friend is in jail? We don't know yes. why, but he picked a fight with the city watch. They can be so testy. I don't think breaking him out of jail is the way to go about anything. I think what she means to say is... Masayed has her chin in her hand as she's looking at you, Mix. And whilst Toby's looking at you, she just taps her nose and smiles a little bit. Mix smiles and taps her nose back. But Toby's looking at you, so... So I just wink at Toby. I scowl. If I could scowl any deeper, the lines would be permanently etched into my face at this point. Oh, it's such a shame when people get on the wrong side of the law when they should not be. Such venerable heroes really should be treated with more respect, don't you think? Yes, I absolutely. Toby just aged another ten years. (laughs) This has been a very long day. Well, I will see what we can do to help your friend, if you wish. A jailbreak might be a little bit extreme, but it depends on how much trouble he's in. The more inconspicuous, the better. Besides looking around the living room, this is going to take work. Oh, we're so sorry. Uh, our, um, my pet got out of control. She raises an eyebrow. Mix points at Darconius. Well, for such a small... Creature, he does an awful lot of damage, and she wanders over to the Grey Render. Darkonius is still proudly posing, and she reaches out and scratches him under his chin. You little mischief maker. No! It doesn't react. The Grey Render does not react, no. Mix is now extra comfortable with her decision, because she figured if they were really so bad, Darkonius would not just be purring at the moment. Can't believe she bought that! I must look really tough. And then he puffs his chest out even more. I think he flicks his tongue at her like, Oh, you're so scary. He jumps down off the grey render and flies over and she bends down and picks up a broken glass. Oh, well. Wanders over to the kitchen. So is there anything I can actually help you with? Other than your little friend and his problem in the 
the watch. Yes, aside from Scrawl, our actual main priority at the moment is trying to figure out who murdered Mix's sister. Yes, that would be good to know. Trial is a good woman. Did she work with you guys? Not directly, but we were acquainted. You know, she stopped by the store from time to time, occasionally bought a few things. I think she knew what we did with the money, so I think she liked to contribute where she could. I mean, I suppose being in the position she was in, she probably did have a lot of enemies. Well, the Watch do not like the Black Claw particularly. I have that impression. So probably the Watch maybe considered her an enemy. She definitely got on the wrong side of a lot of people. She didn't mind telling you to fuck off if you were giving her a stick. If you were not following the law she saw fit to enforce it, she did not mind punishing you. And yes, she probably pissed off a lot of people. She probably also pissed off a lot of the rich folks. She liked to ruffle their feathers. What do you know about the Duke? What don't I know about the Duke? Well, we had some interaction with him, and he seemed to imply that he knew Trail quite well. Would you believe that? <laughs> I don't see why not. I mean, what reason would he have to lie about it? Well, he seemed desperate. Trail spent a lot of time in the upper city when she was here, for lots of different reasons. I'm sure that she knew the Patriots quite well. After all, they are the people that were effectively her employers. Not just the Duke, as he likes to call himself, of course, but all of the Patriots. I must say I am impressed that you found yourself in conversation with the Duke within 48 hours of arriving in the city. I hope you took the opportunity to get in his good books. That could be very useful. Toby's giving a very pointed look at Mix. Uh, well, things didn't go very well. I think we did quite the opposite. Yeah. yeah that's fairly easy to do. They have a lot of sticks in places that they should not. Tell me about it. He was so full of himself. Well, when you have money and time to spend it, most people are. Well, when I have money, I'm not going to be that way. I'm sure you will not. Trail never was, so... Did she piss anyone off enough that they might want to get that kind of retribution against her, though? Probably. I know, I certainly have. I've pissed off a lot of people that would like to see all manner of things happen to me. But you still seem to be in good standing. People know better than to fuck with me. How was Trail's relationship with Ogda, current captain of the Black Claw? It's an interesting choice of words, but I believe it was good. You don't think Ogda would have tried to shuffle her out of the picture to take her position then? She smirks. She probably shuffled her somewhere, but not out of the picture. Is there anyone in the upper city with a very strong magical ability? Why do you ask? Trail transformed when we saw her. So this leads me to think that whoever had a hand in her murder must have had some kind of very powerful magical ability. And on that subject, have you noticed any other instances of that kind of event happening. No. Oh. It was uh, very unique. Well, that's too bad. Hmm. Well, I mean, there are many, many magic users within the city. Not all of them especially talented, just don't tell them I said that. Honestly, I do not know what kind of magic you would need to do that sort of thing to a person. Strictly speaking, I feel like it's probably something to do with a uh, god. If I'm honest, I've never seen magic on that scale before. A god? Do you know of anything that can 
do that to a person? Uh, Erbot, do you? Well, if it is some mumbo-jumbo worshippers, Baldur's Gate must have some kind of city or cult or temple. What religious groups are there here? So many. So, so many. It's a city. People worship whatever they please. Do any have any particularly prominent placing here? Well, there's Bahamut, of course. There are shrines to the Changebringer. Who's the Changebringer? It's a more minor god. They are a god of traveling people a lot. We have a lot of people that travel through Baldur's Gate and then they move on. Most people would consider them to be a good god. Be surprised if someone went to a good aligned god to do what happened the other day. I'm sorry, you mentioned there are followers of Bahamut in the city? Yes, of course, there are followers of Bahamut everywhere. Might there be a, a shrine or a temple yes. in Bahamut's name? Of course. Might I know where where that is located? You can find it on the border of the upper city and the lower city. In the west portion of the city, close to the river, there are temples to Moradin, the Changebringer. I am by no means a specialist in these things, of course. But, you know, temples to Shanti, Gond, Helm. There is temples to Lyra. You know, just the gods. As far as I know, these are gods of joy and knowledge. I, you know, traveling. It's just, I have a hard time thinking anyone would go to these kind of gods for that kind of purpose. Well, yes, of course. Maybe I have never seen magic on the scale which you describe when you tell me what happened with Trail. That does not mean that it does not exist. I am just not aware of it. And to my mind... The only thing that is capable of performing something on this scale would be a god. What about the cult? What cult? Which one? You'll have to be specific. Are you familiar with any kind of magic that could transfigure a person? Whether or not Abak believes it's possible, you certainly know that there is a magic that can do this in theory. Abak's just going to sit here mulling it over, keeping his mouth shut. Can't say that I do. Well, I barely understand magic myself, so... You and me both, don't worry about it. At that, Toby gives a sympathetic pat to Moran. Well, I have heard several tales. There was the story of... I'm not interested in legends and myths. If you know of an actual practical way that it can be done, say so. Otherwise, hold your peace. <laughs> but... Very well. Doomsinger, we'll listen to your songs after. I look forward to them. I'm glad. Would there be a place where we could potentially go and try and find out about it. There are libraries. I don't know if there will be any records of magic used to turn people into abominations, but you could certainly try. Is there any libraries of particular repute? Baldur's Gate is a city of commerce. That's a note. <laughs> the real knowledge powerhouses of the world are places like Waterdeep. Hmm. Although I hear there is a very good library in Candlekeep, but that is some ways, and it's to the south, so probably not really of any use. So this is a rather unusual one, but it's a long shot. In the circumstances like this, what would they likely have done with the bodies that were pulled off the stage? They were probably taken to the morgue to be analysed for whatever could pass for an autopsy for the remains, but from what I hear, the result is exploded. It was pretty messy. Toby's having bad flashbacks. If they have indeed kept the remains, Mix, would you be up to, to look them over or to confirm 
that it is indeed mixed, so I don't know. Completely up to you. I don't think it would help. From what I remember, it, she was unrecognizable. It, it just, no. All right. And mixes usually cheery demeanor disappears as she remembers the reality of what's happened in the city and why she didn't want to specifically be looking for what happened because she just wants to forget it. Seeing her uh, demeanor change as she's basically being forced now to face the reality of what's going on, Toby actually crosses the room to be standing next to her. I has such good friends. Such a shitty time in the city, though. I think Darconius has been listening to this conversation. What if it wasn't her? You said to said to Titania that she she tasted like magenta and cinnamon, but I don't I don't remember anyone tasting like magenta and cinnamon. That sounds like it would be good, and I would remember it. Maybe it wasn't her. Well, I don't think it was, but I I don't think it was. So maybe we should be looking to find where she really is. How? I don't. I don't know. You're the brains. I will reflect on Darconius's helpful suggestion because ultimately Mix has never been convinced, but given everything... But it is still less than 24 hours since the traumatic event, so who knows, maybe she's still in shock. Exactly. I still don't think Mix's brain is 100% there. I'd look around. Should we be on our way then? Friends? Mm, I suppose it is late. I know we're still a little off, but... Where should we spend the night? Now that we know a bit more, I don't know if we should be going back to our arrangements. We'll discuss that once we're outside. Yeah. Thank you for your patronage. Yes. You're most gracious, we'll say it. Well, thank you for helping with our uh, attempts to help the people. The outer city thanks you. Mix vows respectfully. She waves her hand like, eh, we we leave? Remember, if you need anything, just let us know. We will do what we can to help. Uh, obviously, we would appreciate if there is any way to help get our uh, friend out of his predicament. Ah, scroll. Yes. We'll see what we can do. And if you do happen to hear anything about Trail's murder, we'd obviously be very appreciative to hear about it. She smiles and nods. Of course. About gets up and walks out. Yeah. Hey, I see you reaching for the skip button. But listen. There are a ton of fantastic shows out there. Here's one you could be missing out on right now. Hi, we're Tabletop Potluck, an actual play podcast created to help diversify the world of mainstream tabletop role-playing games. And make tasty recipes. And help you find your new favorite RPG system. And to have fun. So check it out. Now on all podcast directories. Come sit at our table. See now, is that so bad? And now, on with the show. As you reach the bottom of the stairs, the store is actually quite busy. There's a line of people queuing up to the counter, and Skivan is in discussion with the person at the front, and as you hit the bottom of the stairs, you see him pass them some coin and take something from them, and then they nod and thank them and walk out of the store, and the next person comes up and he starts having a conversation with them. He turns to you as he sees you coming downstairs and nods, but doesn't say anything as he focuses on his work. And... Most of the people in this line are various ages and races, all look relatively disheveled and 
not well taken care of. I just nod and smile at Skavan. Most of them have small bags or bundles that they're holding on to. Toby hangs back into uh, back. He's like, I think you might want to make sure you don't accidentally walk into anyone on the way out. <laughs> I do my best to try and shuffle around. As you all start walking out, people in this line actually shuffle to one side to try and give you all a wide berth. You get the general impression that people aren't super comfortable with having to do what they're doing. It's a poor person's pride. I don't like that I have to rely on someone else to help me feed my family, but I have to feed my family, so I'm here. So I think for the most part, people don't make eye contact with you. They're generally giving you a wide berth. So you don't have to be concerned about bumping into anyone. The dog follows you. Before I step through and leave, I've got two rations, and I'm just going to drop them on the table in front of Skavon, on the counter, and then I nod and leave. You leave. So you're all outside. I breathe a sigh of relief. (sighs) It's been a long day. I mean, it could have gone worse, right? Oh. We need to get to Akin. She's bound to know more about these people than anyone else. At the very least, you have to secure some kind of lodgings. Yes, I believe Akin said that we should head over at 9pm. But seeing as we probably need to head there anyway, we have yet to speak with the proprietress. Alright, well, it looks like there's a lot of revelers on the street. These people might not notice us. There's a lot of kids in costume out here, but a lot of the parents that are with them are... Not in costume, or they are, but they're in very half-hearted costume, and mostly they just look tired. Poor parents. You figure if there's going to be a lot of Fey Day celebrations, the likelihood is that they'll be contained within the city. If there's going to be any particularly large parties or fancy balls, any kind of galas, they will not be out in the outer city. Mix is self-absorbed at the moment, thinking about what Darkonia said. How can I... Okay, why... Why would someone want to make a public display of Trail's death? Why? Ah, uh, Mix? Mix. Uh, yeah? Yeah, what? What? Yeah? Hi. Are you okay? And I look genuinely worried. It's just, there's just something so off about this whole Trail thing. I mean, when I set aside my feelings about her not telling me, what she's been up to and not keeping in touch with me or my grandmother. This just, it just seems off. And I really wish I knew. I wish I knew what the story was. Do you want to try and find out? Yeah, I really do. Then that's what we should do. The thing is, is that I just keep thinking, you know, how? I mean, I I keep trying to think about her and what she would do or where she would be or what she would have been thinking. Maybe if she thought she was in danger, if, I don't know, somehow she orchestrated this to convince people she was gone? That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. You think it may have been her plan all along? I wish I could say for sure, but I don't know. I will say that if you believe that's even possible, we should keep it to ourselves. Because otherwise we may let on to the people that she was trying to deceive, that she may still be around. Could put her in more danger. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, I I would definitely prefer this stay between us. But the more we speak to people, the more we go through this. Something's just not right. It's a very surefire way of making sure that there was no body left to examine. Hmm. That's for sure. I mean, even if my theory was wrong, they 
<laughs> they went out of their way to make sure. Yeah, regardless of what the truth of the matter is, it's a very showy way to do it. Don't forget as well, the assailant transformed. Perhaps we shouldn't stay somewhere else. Like where, Doomy? Well, I'm saying perhaps we should continue staying with the Black Claw. Do you think that would be safer? No, but if what you say is true, who could she possibly want to convince more that she might be dead than the people who work for her? Hmm. Surely, if we're going to try and learn about the sort of things that your sister did with her time, or what she was doing before she died, or what she was doing at all, there must be someone there who knows. And if Urbach is so confident that Ogda was tied into all this somehow, surely there's something we can do there. There must be some way to get the truth from her. And I feel the more we distance ourselves from them, the less likely that we are to find anything that they may know. I'm not suggesting that we go there now. We're on the way to do what they've asked us to do. But I'm just saying that maybe we could stay there another night. See if we can find out more. And probably collect our wages. Yes. I wasn't going to say it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit out of pocket. It's it's fine. I, I'll say it for you. The money would be useful right now. Yeah, I mean, we need to pay our way. We can't be yes. relying on people's charity forever. It's just... That is correct. It's not done. I'm just saying that... You know, we can learn more about what the Black Claw are doing if we if they trust us, if they think we're working for them, if we are working for them. I can't keep track anymore. We just work for everyone, really. Trail was the Black Claw commander. Someone there must know something. And Urbach here is convinced that Ogden, I don't know, had a hand in it. I don't trust her. She seemed far too keen on her new position. So, Doctor, you think that by Ogden... Putting us on this same path of investigation that Trail was on is a means for her to throw us off. I'd say it's a means for her to get us to blame someone else. That may be... I mean, they don't seem to like the guild, and of course, if she can somehow send us off to publicly somehow blame the guild, then... That's two birds with one stone. I've got a strange feeling you're going to be hard-pressed to find anyone in this city in a position of authority who likes the guild. Well, if we stay there the night, then perhaps we can investigate Ogda, find out what she really knows. Besides, if we skip a night, she may be inclined to wonder where we've gone, especially if people still see us around the city. Indeed. Especially knowing that we got mugged. Alright, alright. Let's stick with that for now. So, should we go at least to the lowland to meet Akin and tell her we no longer require other lodgings. We should probably go to the Low Lantern and do what we've been paid to do. Yeah, I was yeah. Speak with Lareola. Then at least we can go back and have something to show that we're working to keep, I don't know. Earning our keep. Yes, that's the one. Make headway with the single thing she asked us to do. Let's be on our way. We're already on our way, Marin, and we're here. Yeah, you've been having this conversation while you were walking across the city, and you continue to make your way through the darkened streets, which are lit by various sconces now, and as you begin to walk through the major high streets, you see more and more decorations, not just in stores, but in people's houses, where they've lined the doors with a special plant that radiates a soft light. Bioluminescent plants. It's a bioluminescent plant 
It's known as Moon's Tear. Essentially, under the moonlight, it does look as though it is glowing. They're very small flowers. They're wrapped around the door frames, and it's tradition on Fae Day to wrap these around your door frames to prevent Fae from passing through, because by wrapping it around the doors... It's like fairy Passover! You create a portal to the Fae realm that only the Fae can pass through, so when they try to enter your home, they instead get sent back where they came from. It's fairy Passover. And of course, it makes the whole city look really freaking pretty. Whilst all these children are rushing around dressed like boglins and redcaps and sprites and fairies, you occasionally encounter a very enthusiastic adult who just never grew out of the traditions and is dressed to the nines as a leader of the Fey court. You actually encounter somebody dressed as dressed as the Queen of Air and Shadow. And for a moment, your heart stops until you realize it is actually just an adult in a very, very fancy costume. You all continue to make your way through the streets and you find your way onto the Docklands, where the river is filled with moon tears. As the sun finally sets and the moon begins to rise, one of the traditions of Fey Day is people in Baldur's Gate will go to the bridge outside of the city and they throw moon tears into the river and the whole river is sparkling like fireflies. Well, maybe this part ain't so bad. It's kind of pretty. Just this part. If it wasn't for the fact that I hate this city, I'd be enjoying this a lot more. Do you have traits of the low lantern? I imagine so. Other than maybe getting entranced with some of the decorations and maybe some of the cute costumes, I can't see anything to really delay us. So as you get closer to the low lantern, you see that the bouncer there, who is a large goliath, is arguing with some people who eventually just shove him aside and walk in. Do we recognize the god? It's not one of the bouncers from earlier today. He's looking flustered and brushing down his jacket as you all approach. Looks at you over and says, look, um, we appreciate you not carrying your weapons openly. If you can keep them tied up, we'd appreciate it. That's fair. And he's looking at you specifically, Moran, because no one else really even has any. I put it into my backpack? Thank you. That's appreciated. Did you have a spot of trouble there, friend? Rolls his eyes and puts his hand on his... Oh, don't worry about it. Nothing the... Uh, Nothing the lowlands can not handle. Well, you have a safe night, sir. Yes, you do. You enjoy yourselves. That's a really interesting costume. Oh, uh, thanks. We we made it. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh very realistic. Yeah, that's what we were going for. Thank you. You have a good night. You too, sir. Odd that the rest of you didn't dress up, but... We used all our materials. You, you have fun. As we get in, I'm just going to gently elbow mix. We really need to fix him so that he's not so obvious yeah maybe maybe before we turn in for the night because I, I think we can get away with it for tonight but tomorrow's gonna be a different story for sure yes. as you are shuffling in and having this conversation the low lantern is really busy compared with how it was earlier there is a lot of moon tear hung up in here as well but you can tell that there's no real formality to this it's just hey how can we get the patrons in oh yeah we'll stick moon tears up Great. Because inside there isn't a lot of moonlight, so none of them are really shining. She's got a little setup where there are sconces that are hung in the room at just the right angles, so at least some light is reflecting on the flowers, and it's it's not a bad effect. It looks all right. Some of the flowers are a little bit too close, and they almost look like they're burning. They're just hot little coals. All of the tables are occupied, but there are a lot of people still standing around. When you look over at the bar, there's a very obvious and quite clear disturbance. There's a lot of people standing around. As you 
would potentially expect at a bar, but it looks like there is a heated conversation happening. As you get closer, you can see from your vantage point that the people having this conversation are three members of the Black Claw in full armor, and the main one has his helmet underneath his arm. He is an Asimar, relatively young looking, and he is arguing with an Asimar woman behind the bar who is looking like she's trying to stay calm and in control, but is clearly, you can tell by her eyes, extremely frustrated. She's in her mid-40s. She's got her hair tied up in a very messy bun. She's quite bulky. She's got good strong arms. And you can tell that they're very toned. She obviously does a lot of manual work working here. And the Asimar, I'd say probably no more than 25. He's pretty young looking. Mix is going to get in closer to see if she can listen in on what's going on. Toby's sticking with Mix, but also curious as to what is actually causing the fuss. Yeah, we'll just be heading. We're nosy. Over to the... How is Urbach handling the crowd and the Grey Render at the moment? Probably quite badly, but at the moment he's just trying to get in personal space. Just trying to keep calm, focusing on the fact that as long as he's okay, the Render probably might not react too badly. You have a moment where a dwarf is backing towards you with a pint in each hand, and he's just shouting something at someone, so his movements are really hostile. But he's clearly having a good time, and as you turn and see that he's backing towards you, and at the last minute just step out of the way as he trips over backwards and would have fallen directly into you, but instead just falls on his ass and spills pint all over himself, and people laugh and point, and you just move away from the focus of attention. The only person who actually understands what's being said is Mix. Toby and Murren and the Doomsinger can hear what's being said, and it's really strange, even though they're not yelling at each other per se, but they're very obviously speaking with raised voices. It sounds almost like they're singing. It's very lyrical, and there's a rhythmic cadence to the way they're speaking with one another. And despite the fact that this is very obviously a heated conversation, it just sounds really harmonic. And Mix, you catch pretty much the majority of it. So it doesn't make sense at first. He seems to be yelling at her that she shouldn't be here. She's saying, it's my damn bar, I'll be wherever the hell I like. And... He seems to be expressing concern, and she's expressing frustration. You get the impression that there's some kind of family relationship here, and he is effectively saying things along the lines of, you need to not be here tonight. Before it's too late, you need to just be gone. They, you, whoever can do whatever the fuck they want. This is my place. I am not leaving for anybody. If you've got a problem with that, you're going to have to drag my corpse out of here. It's that sort of conversation backwards and forwards. Why are you always so fucking stubborn? Well, maybe I'm just always right. He's insisting that she's at risk in some way and that there's not much time and that she has to go, that the pub can stay open, though that wouldn't be wise either. They should close for the night. It's Fay Day. I am not fucking closing my goddamn bar and I am not going anywhere and they can't make me and you can't make me so you may as well just leave and take your little friends. What do you do? Watching their interactions, um, I'm going to translate for Toby and Murren. In hushed tones, Mix translates as best she can. I already knew all of that. I'm not translating for you. 
it sounds like something's gonna happen tonight here. I think we should be careful. I think that means that whatever we're going to do about having to investigate this place, we can do it quickly before whatever happens, happens. I just wish you could find out more, but maybe that's part of what we're doing here? I mean, do you think the two of them know each other? Oh, absolutely. I don't doubt it. The way that he's speaking to her, there's no way they don't know each other. Maybe family friends, maybe actual family, but they definitely know each other and quite well, I'd imagine. I'm just going to shuffle over at this point because I'm trying to get closer, but this render is obviously awkward. What was going on? Well, there's a kerfuffle at the bar that seems to be a uh, family dispute. Yeah, I think he's trying to protect her. You don't think the thing that he's trying to protect her from is us? What? What do you mean? not a threat. At least not to them. Why are they protecting her from us? What happened? Well, I'm assuming that she is the owner of the bar. He's, from what Mix has translated, telling her that she needs to get out of here before something happens. And the only thing I can think of that could happen is that we're standing here with writs that would allow us to search her place. We have been asked to do so. Wait, who told her that? The guy that she's arguing with the bar. About just looks over to try and look at the guy at the bar. Not dead close, but just to try and get a look, good look at him. Ah, it just looks like a young asthma, dude. Ah, that's interesting. Well, I don't think now would be a good time to approach them. Well, we're here to do a job. We're being paid to do a job. Yeah, we but should try to... Look at all these people. I think we should... We, we should wait. We, we, we don't want to... Here is my question. Do we want to try and do this in a sneaky way that isn't going to get the whole bar looking at us. Because if we go over there now, we're going to be very conspicuous if we go over there now. We certainly would not want to be... I wonder if it's... Toby, you can turn invisible. I'm just wondering if it's an opportunity here for you to have a look around the place while Belle, I'm assuming that's Laurel off, while she's distracted. Just be careful, because last time there was still someone watching. Just keep an eye out for any magic monocles. Or small children with paint. Yeah. Even though it's crowded, I'm trying to gauge the layout of the bar if i can see any stairs leading upstairs or anything. uh yeah there absolutely is it's behind the bar god damn it so you're all standing more or less in the middle of this bar at this point surrounded by people you hear from the bar all right enough chatter by order of parliament this establishment is now closed you fucking what you are me it's closed everybody out we've got a right to search these premises and then you hear yeah, going through a lot of these things, eh? Right, you gotta do that. Well, I've got this written that and a fight breaks out. The three black claw guards, one of whom clearly not the Asimar, are being set upon by the crowd who start throwing punches or have already started throwing punches. Things get very, very heated very quickly. Well, this might actually be a good opportunity. I'm getting out of here to get our friend out of here. If Toby's going to be going incognito, I'm going to keep an eye out in case he gets stuck or needs help or try and... Mix? Marin and Doomsinger are in a line. You are all standing next to each other having this conversation and you both see someone coming up behind you. And I think both Marin and Mix feel someone put their hands on your shoulder and pull you around to face them. Mix, you're staring into the face of a lizard folk, and Murren, you are looking into the face of a tabaxi. They both reach back and lunge forward to punch you in the face. You both take a step sideways, and both fists just smash into the Doom Singer. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. That's gonna leave him up. As he gets fucking Rocky finished. Is his mask still on him? I'd say it stays on, but it's tilted now. He is going to 
react. He's just going to cast some firebolts. He fires at the tabaxi's feet and she screeches, dodging around, and falls square into the grey render. Oh, no. Oh, no! <laughs> I was going to say, Mix is probably giggling at this until... Yeah, she's hot-footing... And she dodges sideways to try and get away from the flames on her feet and slams into the grey render. Who goes fucking mental? It starts charging around, throwing tables, and in fact, Nyx! Yeah? A clawed fist comes flying past your face and then swings around, followed by another claw, which misses you again and slams straight through the chest of the dwarf that tried to punch you. (coughs) Blood starts pouring from his mouth. Surrender slams his body to the ground and starts rampaging through the bar, throwing people left and right. What do you all do? I'm turning to her back and do something. As you turn and shout this, the three Black Claw guards who are being assaulted by the other patrons draw their swords. They're not focusing on the render. Who are they focusing on exactly? The people who are not armed. You wouldn't fucking dare! And someone throws a punch. What I'm going to do is, assuming that everyone's attention is on something else, the first thing I do is I give Oz to Mix, and then I cast Invisibility on myself. You turn invisible as you look down into the eyes of the dying dwarf who watches as he's spluttering the last of his life. I can't save him anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to try and help him. I'll probably just take off my robe and storage the blood. You wrap it around his chest really quickly as he's falling to the ground, and you put your foot on him and pull the cape, and it tightly squeezes him. And you think for a moment that maybe you've pulled it too tight, but his breathing is incredibly shallow. And at this point, you're thinking, breathing at all is better than bleeding out right here. Get help! One of the Black Claw guards cuts someone down. Oh, shit. Toby, what are you doing? I am using the opportunity to try and get behind the bar so I can actually do the investigation whilst this whole mess is going on and leaving everyone else to deal with it. You head over to the bar and manage to get behind it without bumping into too many people. I think the people that you do bump into just don't notice there's so much going on right now. People have started screaming. Urbeck, what are you doing? In an attempt to try and get the runner to get the hell away, I'm going to scream in fear like a complete coward and I'm going to run out and then when I get out I'm going to run straight and dive into the water seeing as I have Oz and Darkonius with me I really don't want to get involved in a fight I know they can fend for themselves for the most part but seeing the state people are in the frenzy I just want to avoid being hit I kneel down next to Mer- can I do anything to help what should I do mix I <laughs> Do we need to get out of here? But Toby, we this can't- This is quickly turning into a bloodbath. We can't leave Toby. What if he needs help getting out? <laughs> but where is he? He's doing the job that we're supposed to do, whilst everyone's distracted. Uh, questioning Lariella? Uh, st- snooping. I think the doctor ran out. What? He he left? What's the Grey Render doing right now? Going fucking nuts. Absolutely totaling the other side of the bar. He just left his dog. <laughs> Maybe he thought the dog would follow him? Bahamut, save us! The dog is going nuts and smashes its way through the wall on the other side of the boat. So it has exited. It has indeed. It's trying to follow her back now. Oh, good. Yeah, see? You all doubted me. You doubted me. What a shit show. It did so by creating its own exit. The Black Claw have cut down another person. Fuck. 
Toby, as you are behind the bar, you see the Asimar woman backing away towards the stairs that you presumably were considering going down, and she looks horrified. Not panicked, necessarily, but certainly distressed. I do feel guilty about what I'm about to do. Is there a way for me to skirt around her? As she's backing away, she is reaching out with her hand, and she manages to get her hand on a handle and push the door to the stairway open. And as she does so, she pauses briefly. I think there's a giant crash as the Grey Render piles through the wall on the other side of the ship. <sighs> Puts her hands up on her head. She's looking like, oh my god, this is my entire livelihood. And you take your moment and dash past her and down the stairs into what you assume is somewhere that's down a set of stairs, I guess. And that's all we had time for. Join us next week for episode 19. Now, we wait and watch. Remember to check out linktr.ee forward slash darkdragonsin, where you can find the links to everything about our show. You can find that in the show notes. And check out our Patreon. We're just under a third of the way to our next goal, which would mean regular one-shot with a random selection of our patrons. All of our content, except early access, is available to everyone at the $1 a month tier. This includes over an hour of audio and written content you won't find anywhere else. Until next time, travel safe, and remember, in this realm or the next, the scales of justice are here for you. Always. Always.